For a gift that goes beyond the holidays, don't miss the Xfinity Beyond Black Friday event. Ask how to get $150 back on a package with the ultimate Wi-Fi and Xfinity X1. Your all-in-one entertainment experience. Simple, easy, awesome. Click, call, or visit us today. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Back to the Future, a Robert Zemeckis film. Marty leads an ordinary life. No McFly ever amounted to anything in the history of Hill Valley. Well, history is going to change. And 1985 is not his year. But Dr. Brown is about to change all that. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? He's sending Marty 30 years back in time. Now, he's trapped in the past. This has got to be a dream. About to meet... Chocolate. ...his future father. He's a peeping tough. Wow! And he's making an impression on his mother. He's an absolute dream. And he can sleep in my room. Ah. Anything you do could have serious repercussions on future events. Ah. Now, he's got to make his mother and father fall in love. I haven't even been born yet. And only Dr. Brown... Can help him get back to the future. Are you telling me that this sucker is nuclear? Precisely. Michael J. Fox. Whoa, this is heavy. Christopher Lloyd. There's that word again, heavy. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? Back to the future. Hello and welcome to Geeky Retro Nerds Show Podcast. My name's Adam and I am a Geeky Retro Nerd. Um, thanks for listening. Um, after I put out the last episode, which was my very first episode about the burbs, I put a poll on Twitter asking what you wanted me to put out next. And the winner by a margin was Back to the Future. So... This episode, as that trailer <laughs> just now might have given you a little clue, is all about Back to the Future. Um, so I just want to mention as well, actually, before we dive in, the, the source material I'm, I'm using for what I'm talking about here is from an absolutely amazing book. It's called Back to the Future, The Ultimate Visual History. And it's written by Michael Clasterin. And it is absolutely brilliant. It's got it's thick as anything. It's got hundreds of pages in it. It's it tells us everything about the movies, the rides, the actors, the characters. And when you're going through it, when you're flicking through, there's loads of little gems in it. There's a there's a um a tardy slip that Marty gets in the in, in the first movie. There's a flyer of uh, Save the Clock Tower and it's got uh, I Love You with Jennifer's uh, phone number on the back. It's got the letter that Marty writes Doc in Lou's Cafe. Do not open until 1985. So there's that, it, it's a it's a brilliant book. I can't tell you how excellent it is. If you haven't got it, it's well worth investing in if you're a fan of Back to the Future like me. So obviously this, this series of podcasts that I'm doing is about my favourite movies. <clears throat> and Back to the Future 
isn't just one of my favourite movies, it is my favourite movie. Well, actually, it depends what day of the week you ask me. Um, it, it, it's, it's really, 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 really high on my list. It's probably narrowly beaten out by the original Star Wars trilogy. Um, but I think that's mostly because of the, the nostalgia around the Star Wars trilogy. With the Star Wars trilogy, you got the toys and the figures and everything. Um, so you could play with them and you were in your bedroom pretending to be in a galaxy far, far away. You didn't really get that with Back to the Future. But Back to the Future is a is a is a fantastic film. What I will say about Back to the Future is that um, it is probably the best written movie, and it's it's got the best screenplay. It's absolutely fantastic, and it was written by uh, Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale, and and they had the idea for this movie um, back in the seventies, and they were dying to get it made, um, and and uh, Bob Gale got the idea for the movie. Um, he was at his parents' house and he was looking through um, his dad's high school yearbook and he was looking at it and he was looking at his dad and he was thinking, he wondered if he if he was around at that time, if he would get on with his father, if he would like his father. So, so the idea stemmed from there. Um, and of course, we know the movie as um, Marty McFly and Doc Brown. Um, Marty McFly ends up going back in time to 1955 in a time machine that the Doc invented. And his interactions in 1955 ends up putting his very existence at risk, along with his family. And Doc tries to send him back to 1985. And, that, and that's how we know the movie. But it wasn't always... Um, that way what this book's really good at is it, it, it explains what the first drafts look like for this movie so what I've done is I've, I've noted down a few um, notable differences between the movie as we know it now and the um, initial drafts that Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale wrote so the first difference is um, that Marty McFly and Professor Brown. So in the initial, the, the initial drafts, he wasn't Doc. He was Professor Brown. And the pair of them ran a video pirating business from the third floor of an abandoned movie theatre. And it goes on in the book to say, we wanted to show that Marty was an operator, anti-establishment, a rebel, in a huge contrast to his father, George. Uh, video piracy was still new in 1981, with pre-recorded movies retailing for $70 in stores. Um, for Brown, the extra income was a way to fund his experiments and to pay for the care and feeding of his pet organ grinder monkey, Shemp. So he didn't have a dog, Einstein. He had an organ grinder monkey called Shemp. And at this point, we don't have a DeLorean as the... Um, time machine in the initial draft the 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 time machine is described as a power converter that turns radiation into energy um and doc's got the radiation sorry the professor brown has got the radiation part covered having borrowed in inverted commas some plutonium from a california power plant but it's Marty who stumbles on the crucial ingredient Brown has been searching for, Coca-Cola, which Marty accidentally spills into the device. So no DeLorean, it's just a device. 
and um, Marty ends up going back to the 1950s using this device. Something else that's really interesting as well. Um, it says that um, when Marty goes back to the 1950s, he wants to stay in the 1950s because it was written in this original draft that um, the reason he wanted to stay was so that he could invent rock and roll and live off the proceeds, the cheeky little bugger. Uh, but he, he realises the consequences that that would have and decides that he would um, go back to... Um, you know, back to 1985, or actually it's 1982 in the original draft. So how does Doc go about getting them back to 1982 in the original draft? So it says in the book that the final act differs the most from the Back of the Future that fans know and love. This finale details an elaborate plan to harness the radiation of an atomic bomb Yes, I did say an atomic bomb. <laughs> in order to trigger the time machine and return Marty to 1982 via a time chamber built into a lead-lined refrigerator. Now, where have we heard that before? Where have we seen that before? Um, using an atomic bomb with a lead-lined refrigerator. Bonus points if you're listening to this saying Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls. Because that's exactly what happened. And that was, uh, when they did that in that Indiana Jones movie, that was a little nod to the original intention from this draft of Back to the Future. So some really quite wild, wacky and out there ideas there in the initial draft. I mean, I suppose Back to the Future is quite a wild, wacky and out there film. But, um, you know, some of those things are really testing the boundaries, like an atomic bomb, um hanging around in the 1950s so that he could he could invent rock and roll but it's really interesting to see how the how the initial draft um differs from what we see in the movie now so i also wanted to talk about um the casting in back the future of the two main characters um in in doc brown and marty mcfly so let's have a look at um doc brown first um there is a, a, a long, long list of people who were considered for the role of Doc Brown before um, Christopher Lloyd. Obviously, of course, we know Christopher Lloyd and um, plays Doc Brown. But there was a long, long list of names who were considered before Christopher Lloyd was, was offered the role. So I just want to have a look at these names first before we talk about um, Christopher Lloyd taking on the role. So in the book here, there is a, a photocopy of the actual casting listing from Fenton Feinberg. Um, and I think there's about 40 names on here, and I'm just going to pick some of them out. You will have heard of these because they are very, very, very famous. So people on here include um, Jeff Goldblum. They include John Cleese. I would have never thought in a million years that John Cleese would be considered... For the role of Doc Brown. Um, who else is on here? Gene Hackman. Mickey Rourke. Uh, Robin Williams. He would have been good. Gene Wilder. I absolutely love Gene Wilder. I think he would have been pretty good playing Doc Brown. Um, who else have we got? Chevy Chase. Steve Martin. James Woods. Danny DeVito. Um, John Candy. Henry Winkler. The Fonz. Eddie Murphy. Bill Cosby, Randy Quaid. 
So a lot of, you know, big, big names in the 80s and still now considered for the role of Doc Brown. But I think we've got, well, according to this book anyway, we've got um, Christopher Lloyd's wife to thank for him getting the role of Doc Brown because initially when um, Christopher Lloyd was sent the script, he had his heart set on going back to um, to the stage he wanted to do a play about Hans Christian Andersen. And he looked at the script and he, he, he explains that he actually threw it in the bin. It says here, to be honest, I kind of had trouble trying to make sense of it. I called my agent and told him I wasn't um, coming back and chucked the script into the waste paper basket. So he totally dismissed it. He, he, he chucked it in the bin. Um but it was Lloyd's wife at the time who reminded him who reminded him of an important ethic that the actor had established for himself in terms of his career. His motto regarding getting work had always been never leave any stone unturned. So it says he called his agent, who was Bob Gersh, and said, OK, I'll come back and meet Mr. Semeckis. And upon meeting him, that was that. So... Good, good job his wife reminded him of um, his, his motto about leaving no stone unturned because I can't imagine Back of the Future without Christopher Lloyd in it. But when you see that cast, cast list, I probably could have gone with um, Gene Wilder. I think that might have been okay. John Cleese might have been a wild card. Um, but Christopher Lloyd is an absolutely superb Doc Brown. So I've just realised that I've only got one and a half minutes left of this podcast and I haven't even got on to talking about casting um, Marty McFly yet or any of the things that I love about the movie. So I've just made a decision that I'm going to make this uh, a multi-part podcast, just like the film. Um, This podcast is to be concluded. So please look out for the next part where I'll talk about the casting of Marty and the things I love about the movie. Thanks very much for listening. Just in time for the holidays, select Craftsman tools are now available at Napa. Celebrate with a Craftsman 20-volt cordless impact wrench kit for just $149.99. It's the perfect gift for everyone in your list, even you. So get great savings on select Craftsman tools, now available at your local Napa store. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, while supplies last. Offer ends 12 31 Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.